Welcome to Frankly Speaking. With Mayor B. I'm Frank Pezzanite the Third, And I'm Meredith Broadbeck. And join us as we delve deeper into our series, The Hills Have Size, where we're discussing the seminal MTV show, The Hills. Today we'll be discussing Season 3, Episode 21, An Unexpected Friend. Yep. Um, now, before we get started, I know that we both have some house cleaning. Um, mine is actually super fun. Um, I want to give some shout outs and thank some people who've reached out to us. Yes. Um, starting with Christine, who on Twitter is at CKennedy925. Um, she's put out a plea for us to watch Made in Chelsea, which we definitely are going noted. to do. It's noted. Um, and then um, I also wanted to say thank you to Taylor at TAnderson87, who's voting for us to do Cal on Earth for our next series, Ooh. which I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you, Taylor, because, like, that's I'm pushing for that, too. <laughs> um, and then, I know I mentioned this last week, but I didn't mention her. I wanted to also give a shout-out to Heather, who's at GloomCookie0898 on Twitter. Um, she was one of the people who reached out on um, January 1st to let us know that Elsie was pregnant. Oh, wonderful. Um, and then I also want to thank Julia, who reached out to me on Facebook Messenger to say that she discovered the pod and was liking it and really enjoying it. And so great. Thank you so much, guys. We love hearing from you. We it's live so for this. much fun. We absolutely love it. <laughs> so please keep it coming. Like, yeah. Tweet us, uh, add us on Facebook Messenger, whatever. Um, and we definitely want more input as what we should do next. So, so far, yeah. Cat on Earth is winning. So, this is so exciting. Yeah, it is exciting. We're just two friends who bought a microphone, and this is what's yeah, happening. Yeah, so we love it's, hearing from you guys. Thank yeah. you so much. We really appreciate it. Yes, indeed. Um, any other fun house cleaning from you? Mine's kind of, mine won't take long. Uh, I think that's it. Yeah. Okay. So I failed to mention in last week's episode that I did some digging. A lot of my digging comes out when I'm looking for the photos for the episode. <laughs> and so I happened, I was trying to find a picture of Matthias from Paris. Oh. And all of a sudden I stumbled across this article which is very interesting and actually something that my husband would be interested in because it's cocktail related. Matthias apparently discovered this Filipino brand of rum that's very unique, apparently, and he now has a rum bar in Paris, and I found this very nerdy mixologist article about him, and we looked at the photos of him. He's very He cute. looks good, you guys. He looks real good, and he has classes about the rum, and there's a picture of him explaining the rum to people. We'll tweet it. He looks real good. Um, and I think we need to go to Paris and take the class and then just spend the whole time grilling him about his episode of The Hills. We should invite him to ride on the back of our scooters. A thousand percent. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably married with like an adorable child or something by now, but... Oh, I think he's more of a playboy than that. You think he'd be married by now? I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe... Want me to keep digging? I do speak a little French. I can see... I can I can do some French Can we Googling. just call? Yeah. It's rum bar. That's true. <laughs> That's true. We can Bonjour. try. Bonjour. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past you. <clears throat> Alrighty. But that's it. And I, uh, we'll tweet that out because it's fun to read and to look at him now. He's he's tightened up the facial hair. It's very nice. Um, yes, he definitely has it. He looks good. Yeah. Yep. So we dive in to the episode and we open the episode at Fidham. Which is interesting because just last week we were saying, like, does Lauren even still go to school? What's yeah. going on? Yeah. And now here she is. So, as promised, I did go back in my notes to see the first time, or when the last time was that we were at Fidham. And it was season two, episode six, You Have Chosen. So for us, that would be our episode 16. That's how long it's been since long we saw time. Lauren at school. Yeah. 
So Lauren is sitting in her computer class at FITM and the teacher is taking attendance with a very thick New York, New Jersey accent. Yeah. <laughs> so awkward. And Lauren hears Stephanie Pratt's name called, but Stephanie's not there. She comes in late and then that's when we hear the teacher's exit. I assume you Stephanie, like. <laughs> well, and how do we think MTV orchestrated this? I don't know. I'm assuming we'll talk about it because Lauren looks genuinely shocked and a little pissed off. She does, uh, but I'm just curious to know how complacent Fidim is for either faking people being in a class together or actually being like, a, well, I mean, I guess they both need to take the same class. I don't know. It just I, seems weird that they would work their schedules out so MTV could have this moment. I'm also really intrigued. I wonder how long Stephanie was in school. Do we see Stephanie back at Fidim for years? Did Stephanie graduate from anywhere? No, because she became a drug addict, didn't she? And wasn't she one before this, too? I think. Yeah. And did we know? I mean, Lauren must have known she was already enrolled at FITM, right? I mean, it can't be. I mean, it's, right. it's how big of a school it is. Is that much of a shock that you'd have a class together? I don't know. Because then later, Lauren complains that the class is only 16 people. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. And how did that never come out when she and Heidi were in school together and then Heidi started dating Spencer? How did it never come out? You might see Spencer's sister on campus. Yeah, I don't know. It's I don't weird. know. So Lauren is genuinely surprised. Oh, for sure. I think, I don't think Stephanie was in school. I think she took some classes there and MTV probably paid for it. <laughs> classes or class? Do you think she took one computer class? Do they have another class together later on though? I don't remember. I don't know. But that's what I'm saying. I want to know how complicit the school is in setting this up. Like... I mean, it's supposed to be an accredited college. You don't think they'd be like, oh, yeah, we'll let someone pretend to be in a class with you. Like, they shouldn't be doing that. I, mean, I think they, they are, but they I don't think they paid, should be. If they get paid, do they care? I guess not. If someone pays, you know, however many thousands of dollars it is to take a three-credit class and you get free publicity out of it from your most famous student at the time. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. But we'll die. I, I have more to say about it later. Yeah, it, me it too. only gets... It's more strange from here. But then we're in New York City, and I'm going to look this up real quick. Do you want to explain what's happening in New York? Oh, yeah. Okay, okay, so it's Fashion Week. Um, Whitney is in New York City um, with her job at People's Revolution. It's her first time working with People's Revolution at New York Fashion Week. So she shows they do, like, an outside shot of her getting out of the cab. It looks like she's in Chelsea. Then they show her, like, walking upstairs to, as those of us who've seen Cal on Earth know, is, like, the shittiest, most fucked up office. It's so gross. It's gross. Like, yeah. it looks like a rundown pre-war. Like, it's not nice in any way, shape, or form. Um, and so, we know from Kel on Earth, Kelly Catrone lives there on the top floor. But her apartment's nice. I know. But that's... She owns a Soho townhouse, basically, and so it's a great location, and she doesn't want to move her office. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, she walks in, and everyone's all a bustle, and everything's going crazy, um, we see Kelly's assistant, Stephanie, who is greeting, um, Whitney at the door. And one thing Mayor immediately pointed out and noticed and remembered was that Stephanie was in True Life, I'm Going to Fashion Week, which is actually how Mayor and I originally bonded, was yes. discussing True Life at our friend Jill's birthday party when we met. Um, yes. So... Which we also failed to mention last week. It was our friend anniversary. It was our friend anniversary because yeah. Jill's birthday is our friend anniversary. Yep. Um, but yeah, so Mayor <laughs> immediately noticed and pointed that out. Because I love that episode. It is a good episode. And I love it. I think I loved it mostly because of Kelly Catrone. 
I was like, who's this woman who works until 3 a.m. and yells at people? I love her. <laughs> Count me in. Mm-hmm. Um, so Kelly, of course, is in her office, like completely freaking out, going, is that Whitney? What's she doing? Is she standing in the hallway? What's going on? Bring her in here. I don't know this. <laughs> um, so Whitney comes in and she sits down and looks a little overwhelmed, but to her credit is pretty much keeping it together. And then Kelly. I just, think she's keeping it together also because she doesn't know what's going on. Like you think she's just so overwhelmed that she's just like, oh. She's like, just think, like, like smiling oh, through okay, it. Okay, whatever. Yeah. Um, and Kelly kind of rapid fires at her, like, normally we go over the handbook, we don't have the handbook, I don't have her anything, like, just come with me because we're going to the Sass and Bide, uh, fashion show. We're going to do the pre-looks for Sass and Bide. Now, until later in the episode when they showed the name of the designer, um, I thought it was Sassified. (laughs) (laughs) I only knew that it was Sass and Bide from that episode of True Life because... Stephanie lists all the brands that People's Revolution represents, and they've been representing Sass and Bide for a long time. For a time. long time. Yep. But yeah, I got all excited. I thought it was Sass and Bide. Um, and she says that they have she, she says they have their own tent. I think is what she claimed. Sure. Something like that. But they weren't going until midnight. I believe she said midnight was the call time for the show. So that's what. Well, it makes sense because they're going till three. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I thought she said midnight. I could be wrong about that. but I mean, that's true. I guess bigger designers get the primetime slots. Um, and then Kelly also kind of gives Whitney a little once-over and informs her that you must wear black at all times. Um, and to be fair, Whitney is looking very, like, bland. I mean, she's wearing a gray knit with black tights, and but not t- black. And the top was not cute. I think for the time it was, I mean, it wasn't cute. You're right. But I think, I think it was I very ha- in. I think I had one. Yeah. I'm it just was very like boxy and weird looking. Yeah. Um, did you also talk about when Kelly says that she's busy and Whitney says, yeah, I was noticing. Yeah. I, I forgot, but yes, I do have a note. She's noticing. She's now really ramping up her inking. Yeah. Like it used to just be like amazing, but now I feel like it's any word with ING on the end. Yes. It's getting worse. It, absolutely. <laughs> it's astounding. She didn't look stunning. <laughs> I did comment about how great her skin looks at all times. It's, yeah. I mean, I realize she's, what, 22, 23, but still, it's it's incredible. So then we are at FITM again. Oh, well, no, then we meet oh, Sass and Bai. Oh, sorry, I thought we'd gotten there. Uh, no, we meet Sass and Bai, oh, okay. who my notes were Nordic <clears throat> lesbians. Okay, I looked them up. <laughs> they must be lesbians, right? So, I thought they were sisters. They're not? Oh, no, no, I thought they were girlfriends. No, I think they're just friends, but they're not sisters, and they look very much alike. Yeah. They're Australian. Interesting. I never would have guessed Australian. Yeah, she actually says that before she, they go upstairs. Oh, she does? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, they started um, by, I think they kind of revolutionized that really torn up denim look. That was where they really like made their name, and then they branched out, I guess. Well, they have a very Mad Max feel to them. Yeah. Personally, <laughs> just the two of them. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they have angry, angular lesbian sex it, with each other. They could, they could, and they they look so much alike for two people. I wonder if that was intentional. They both were peroxide blonde and very thin, and they're of similar height. And I guess they're wearing the same line of clothing, obviously, but they look very, very. Similar. Well, they also both had their hair in those stupid Zulu knots, which is just like so dumb, and it keeps coming back like every so often, and it's never going to look good, and it's terrible and stupid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So maybe they were dressed that way for their own show. They wanted to look alike. Maybe. Their faces look alike, though. I know. They both remind me of, um... Oh, my God. Why am I drawing a blank? 
And this is why I thought they were, like, Nordic. Well, she's Russian. Um, what's her face? Sylvester Stallone's ex-wife. Brigitte Nielsen. They both had bit. a very Brigitte Nielsen vibe to me. Yeah, but not, like, so muscular, like, a crush a house. No, 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 no. <laughs> but the same, like, tall, short hair, like, blonde, very harsh faces. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I think of Brigitte Nielsen, I think about when she and Flavor Flav dated. Uh, Flavor of Love, yeah. yeah. And they had their own show. It was, I know. It was beautiful. It was yeah. a beautiful, beautiful thing. What did she call him? A little schmoopy poopy or something? Yeah. God, yeah. VH1 really had a strong run back they in the did. day. We should add one of those shows to our list of contenders. Well, what was the one where they met? Wasn't it, um... It was just a bunch of celebrities in a house. Oh, oh, me and my friends just Googled this not that long ago. It was like a show for Wash Up Has Been. Yeah. Um, oh my God. <laughs> it was like Celebrity Big Brother, but not. Yeah. We just looked this up because none of us could remember. It was like a big drunk night out and it was a massive trivia and we couldn't get it. Well, you start talking about the next thing and I'll look it up real okay. fast. So, well, I know you're going to want to dive in on this scene at Fitum though because it was insane. Oh, for sure. <laughs> so we are back at Fitum. And Lauren and Stephanie are both now in this computer class. They're both holding their phones, texting like Japanese schoolgirls. Yep. And we see Heidi at Food Court LA again with her coworker Kimberly. And she's talking about how much closet space she has now that Spencer's moved out and how happy she is about it. And then she gets a text message from Stephanie and she is just floored. Oh my God. You won't believe who Stephanie's in class with right now. Lauren. Kimberly pretends to care. And Heidi starts laughing and says, I'm going to tell her to go say hi. So then we see Audrina sitting at work. And she gets a text message from Lauren. She said, oh my God. You won't believe who's in Lauren's class. Stephanie Pratt. And it's just a big, fake, texty drama. They should yeah. have done a split screen. They should have, because it was really <laughs> stupid and dumb. Yeah. Now, my question is... Okay, look, I've looked this up real quick. Where is... I've got Flavor Flav's IMDb up right now. Okay. Flavor Flav... Unga Bunga? No. He was in a show <laughs> called Unga Bunga? <laughs> Not surprised. Goes Inside? Was that it? No. I love the 90s... Donnie Deutsch, The View, Wendy Williams. Is it not on here? No, it wasn't that long ago. It was longer than you think. The Surreal Life. Yes! The Surreal Life. Because that's where What's-Her-Name from America's Next Top Model fell in love with Peter Brady. Oh, Adrian... Yes. Whatever the fuck her name is. Yes. Um, but way better is was the episodes with Janice Dickinson when she would like yes. insane and try to stab people. Yes. <laughs> I that, that show was incredible. It was so good. Ugh. Wow. We should rewatch that. We should. Let's put it on the list. It's on the list. <coughs> okay, <Excuse> so... <clears throat> okay, back to the hills. Yeah. So, I want to talk about the closet space thing. Yeah. Like, I, the fuck? Like, yeah. three times? The clo- so, Heidi, you had one-fourth of the closet, and Spencer had three-fourths of the closet? I mean, I know your clothes are tiny, but come on, girl. I, I have no idea. And why are you pretending to be happy that he moved out? I, I don't get it. And we still haven't gotten to the bottom of the fact that this is allegedly Heidi's apartment. I mean, not Heidi's, but um, Heidi's sister's apartment anyway. So, like, that whole ball of shit. So later in the episode, when she and Stephanie are at the apartment, I have some notes about that. Okay, we'll talk about it later, though. Okay. Um, but yeah, the, the closet thing was insane. 
I didn't get the whole, like, yeah, acting happy, because she's obviously devastated. Um, Go say hi. But I will say that Kimberly looked amazing. She's... Like, her hair is on point. Like, she's a hot, hot woman. She's a great sidekick, because she prepares for her appearances. Yeah. She lets Heidi shine, but she steps up her game. She's, she does she's, a lot of, um, uh-huh, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. I think, I think she hates Heidi, too. Yeah. She's catching a little bit of Elodie syndrome. A little bit. Yeah. I agree, though. But then, I just don't, the mutual texting is just so choreographed. And I wonder if Lauren and Stephanie were friends all along, whether they knew they would be pretending all along. There's nothing about it that's genuine. No. Later when we see them having lunch together, that is the most surface level conversation. I have more profound conversations with coworkers in the elevator. It's, yeah, it's a little weird. Yeah. I have a lot to say about that later on too. Okay. So actually Lauren in this texting scene, though, Lauren looks very cute too. She has her hair pulled back, which we'll discuss soon, but she's just wearing a a V-neck cotton shirt with a cute black and white scarf. Yeah, she looks very cute. It looks very school appropriate, which we'll also get to later. I also was very (laughs) glad, because this was before they clarified it was a computer class, and the teacher's joining on, and she's like, and to print, you just hook up the printer, and I was like, what the fuck class is this? (laughs) How to plug things in. Apparently. (laughs) Like, do you need a computer class to teach you how to print things? Probably. They're so rich, they probably just have someone do it all for them. I mean, I feel like kids are good with computers. Lauren's the age where she had computer in high school. Like, I mean, you definitely know how to print things. I would hope so, but... But they also... I'll, here's where I will defend them a little bit. So, as a... I have a degree in graphic design, and I've worked in, you know, offices with design departments and etc. And sometimes using different format printers can be really weird. Okay. So maybe they're using, maybe it's like a pattern printer for fabric or something where you actually feed different materials into it. And it's not just like paper. They're not just printing like. Okay. A, possible. A paper. But I would have fallen asleep in that class. Yeah. She literally was like, and then you club the printer. <laughs> well, and, and that's why they were that. both texting. Yeah. Terrible students. <laughs> so then we are back in Soho and Sass and Bide are both wearing new outfits. I think they were wearing whatever the models weren't wearing to their own show. That's yeah. what I put together. Since I think you're right about show. that. Yeah. Because I think we, yeah, they're wearing some furry thing and then some sparkly thing and then they're back in the furry thing later. So Whitney is helping the designers decide how they want to show this pair of leggings. They're having this model walk a couple times and they can't decide whether they want to pair I'm guessing they're leather or part leather. Well, I thought it was a discussion between pants and leggings. Wasn't that the big burning discussion? Well, it was also to whether or not to pair them with a longer shirt or a shorter shirt. And Whitney was saying, I would show the pant. It'd be nice if you had one of these pairs of leggings coming down the runway and actually showed them. And then Whitney <laughs> tops it off with people who are going to wear these would wear them so they're showing them off. And I wrote, because fatties don't wear leather pants. (laughs) They're all standing around like 100-pound Amazonian women talking about how to wear leather pants. That's Uh, exactly what they were saying. My only note was, Whitney revolutionizes pants. Yeah. (laughs) Whitney invents pants. Yeah, because they, like, lose their minds over her. They're like, oh, it's, oh, she's amazing. Like, she, whoa. I'm like, Whitney just reinvented pants on national television, and I was there to see it. Yeah. 
So now that we're at Fashion Week, are we at Fall Fashion Week 2007? Are we at Spring 2008? I think it's Winter Fashion Week. Because it was just Christmas. Right, so we're in 2008 now. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, because they skipped New Year's, and we saw Halloween a while ago. I was just... Yeah, they're like as we discussed, they're skipping a lot of holidays. But yeah, this is February. So now we're 2008. Yeah. yeah. End of January, February. Okay, just checking. Make a note of it, because I almost said something circa 2007, and I realized that we weren't there. Yeah, we're 2008 now. Yeah. There's no fanfare whatsoever. Although, knowing this, like, two episodes from now, we'll have New Year's Eve, so... <laughs> Although, let's remember that we just put that together, so now we know. So then we're back in LA and we are at the villas and Lauren is sitting on the couch and Audrina walks in from work. And this is where I realized what Audrina was wearing at work. Oh my God. She is wearing a Betty page style, very fifties pinup girl, white with black polka dot tie behind the neck halter tits for days. She looks great, but I pray to God she had a photo shoot or something. I think when you work at a record studio. Well, Kiara doesn't look like that. Well, but Whitney also, I mean, not Whitney, Audrina also at her core wants to be a suicide girl. She does. And she's just not. Like, That's she's right. just not cool enough. Like, she's just, Her sister kind of is. 100%. But, yeah. like, that is her aesthetic, but she just can't, like, quite go all the way there. So I think right. that in her dream, she would dress like a 40s pinup all the time. Right. Yeah, I can see that. I actually love that look. <laughs> I do too, just not on her, because she can't pull it off. No. It's also very high maintenance. It is, yeah. Yeah, anyway. Um, but you're missing the major part of this scene, which is that Lauren cut off all her fucking hair. It was my next note, I know. Lauren cut all her fucking hair off, guys. Yeah. So it's, what would you name the look? I mean, this is your forte. <sighs> it's it's a, a very weird in-between length, because it's... Not even, it's longer than a lob, but shorter than long hair. Like it hits her, I would say an inch below where her bra connects to the bra strap. It's not that different than what my length is right now, actually, but. It's shorter than yours. Is it? Oh yeah. Uh. It's shorter than yours. Everyone always tells me I have long hair and that doesn't really occur to me. You do. Yeah, I know. At the moment. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, I don't know, it's an interesting, it doesn't look bad on her. I think it's much more professional. Um, it's not as party girl. Yeah. Um, and as you very correctly pointed out, I don't think she likes it. No. Because she wears it every other scene. She's wearing it back. Well, she's also... Lauren touches her hair a lot. And I think that's that seems like a normal habit to me, especially when you're on camera. Even if you're used to cameras, you just kind of fidget and futz and worry about how you look. But she's doing it now with the... There's a dip, there's an air of insecurity to the way she keeps touching her hair now. It's like she's she keeps pulling at the bang and you can tell she doesn't like it. I wonder who talked her into it. Some stylist that she fired right after, probably. Because she's the only one now that doesn't have long hair. Right. Well, and she can't do that mermaidy curl thing that she loves to do so much. And she's had long hair since. Yeah. Literally. Uh, no, actually. She went shoulder length again a few years ago, right when I did. In 2015. Okay. Because I always want Lauren's hair. Um, truth be told, guys. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm not ashamed, but I am. Um, and she actually had the same feedback about that length of hair that I did. I found it more high maintenance than having oh, longer hair. Oh, it's much more high maintenance. Yeah, yeah, I hated it. I couldn't stand it. And she had said the same thing. 
Well, it took her seven years to go short again. Yeah, but she also has a stylist around all the time to help her with the hair, so I didn't feel bad for her. I <laughs> for myself. It only looked good when you did it, obviously. Avi. This is also where Lauren admits that her class with Stephanie Pratt is only 16 people. So, Victim's not that big. Well, but I want to know what kind of weird class this is, because it's brought up later on, and we can talk about it now, because it's pertinent to the 16 people. It's also only eight weeks. Is it a summer cl- I mean, Maybe. a winter session. Maybe. I bet it's winter session. Maybe. Although eight weeks is a long time for winter session. It's usually in four, isn't it? Yeah, four or five. Like, what class is eight weeks? Summer class. But it's not summer. No, I was going to say this could be the summer before and we wouldn't know, but then Lauren's hair. See, it's weird. I mean, who has a half a semester class or like three-fourths of a semester? Oddly enough, when Lauren and Stephanie are walking around campus later, isn't Lauren wearing like a slinky dress? Yeah. That's not December, January in LA. I mean, I know it doesn't get cold there, but to people who grew up there, that's still cold. Yeah, they're not wearing coats either. Yeah. Was this filmed? Okay. This is a deep cut. So later in this season, when Lauren goes out to dinner with Stephen Coletti, she still has that short hair. Mm-hmm. Cause she starts doing the braided bang because she hates the bang and she's growing it out. Yeah. Is, did she meet Stephanie in a summer class? Summer 2008. And then they went back and spliced it. No, because then later she has a birthday party and invites Stephanie. Never mind. It's, is fit him on trimesters maybe instead of semester? I mean, I don't know. I thought an eight week class was weird. I, I have no idea. Unless. Okay. Unless it's a special course. I was going to say, unless this is a course that doesn't count for credit that you just have to take to know all this computer shit, which would explain why Fidham would let Stephanie be in it. Yeah. Because it wasn't an accredited And why class. they were explaining really simple things like how to print. Yeah. Maybe. So yeah, maybe it's some kind of weird addendum class. It's only half a semester. Maybe. Okay. Never mind. Does I really anyone want to fit them. Let me know. Are college professors help us. Like I, I don't really, understand. <laughs> We're Please. giving ourselves headaches trying to figure it out. And I really wanted to expose a major conspiracy theory and I didn't. So <laughs> fine. So we see them back at fit and Lauren is really overdressed this time. So this is before she's wearing a little dress at lunch with Stephanie. This is another dress that she's wearing to class. But what I loved about it is that you see Lauren walking down the hall towards the classroom and you see other FITM students just giving her the stink eye the whole way down the hall. Oh, totally. The camera crew clearly made them move over. They look like normal college students. They're wearing jeans and they're just like, here comes this bitch. It's great. (laughs) And she's carrying her Chanel bag and some big fashion portfolio. She was probably at a meeting with Kohl's earlier, you know. It's great. So then Stephanie comes over to talk to Lauren and pretty much out of the blue apologizes to her for the night at the opera. It's so weird. It's so weird. I mean, in my notes, I just put, why is she offering an olive branch? Like it, there's, it's nonsense. There's nothing to be extended. No. That is Spencer's sister. I don't get it. They were never friends before. No. They didn't even know each other. Their only interaction was the yelling at the club. They have this one little eight-week class together, so who gives a shit? Sit on the other side of the room and glare at each other. Like, there's no reason. Yeah. It's not like they have to to work together in the class. Right. So then Stephanie says she apologizes for herself. Fine. You yelled at her in a club. Be done with it. But then she says he can be a jerk sometimes. I would know I'm his sister. So now you're apologizing for the sex tape and the rumors 
What are, you, what are you apologizing for? If you're saying you don't want this to be your fight, what are you doing? And she literally went from the enemy of my enemy is my enemy to, like, woo, I love you so... I mean, it's just weird. I love that dress. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she didn't say that. Uh, so then Lauren also really warms to Stephanie, which is why I think the whole thing is bullshit. And she says, I, I really appreciate you saying that. I totally get what you're saying. You know, I'm really protective of my friends, too. What? No. No. When some girl yells at you in a club, even when she says, I'm sorry, I was out of line, you're probably like, yep. And Lauren is not a mature, forgiving person. Obviously. I mean, she would have just been like, whatever. Exactly. I mean, in real life, she would have just been like, whatever, okay. She would have done what she did at the opera. She would have said like, I didn't do anything. This isn't your fight. Bye-bye. Yeah. Yeah, it's so stupid. So I'm assuming the producers... I, I mean, who knows? Maybe the, the maybe Fidim originally had signed on to be a lot more airtime and they weren't getting it. So they thought, well, we've got to have another Fidim person to give them some more airtime, so we're going to push them together. It just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. And what I said to Frank before we started recording even, and before it might have been before we started watching, that I don't understand how in the history of The Hills... The producers never really thought to give Heidi and Spencer other friends. They were hanging out with people. Why didn't they have actual real friends on the show? Lauren has Lo, and she gets Stephen Coletti back, and she's actually friends with Brody. Why didn't we see who Heidi and Spencer were actually hanging out with? I think that's because MTV was sticking to their guns with this is Lauren's show. I guess that this so. is Lauren's show and that Heidi and Spencer, despite the fact that they got them a ton of ratings, are still B players and Lauren is the A player. So they didn't want to have it spin off into two separate shows where it's Heidi and Spencer and their friends and Lauren and her friends and never the two shall meet. I, I mean, I hear you. I would just have so much preferred Heidi to just have another friend. Well, and also, I don't think Heidi and Spencer did have friends. Maybe they I didn't. think you're assuming a lot of facts, not in evidence. Like, I don't think they did have friends. I think it was just the two of them against the world. That could be. Like it is now. That could be. Yeah, they were out just getting paparazzi shots taken and together. Posing for things. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That's why they had to go to siblings. Yeah, that's yeah. sad. God, I still wish they could have like forced a friend on her like they forced Adrena on them in season one. Um, they should have, but yeah. but again, I think it's because that they this was Lauren's show, and so they yeah. didn't want more side plots. Interesting. They played it a little wrong, in my opinion, but that's okay. So then we're back in New York. We're at Bryant Park. And you looked up that Fashion Week is no longer at Bryant Park. Yeah, because I, 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 I had mentioned that to Mayor. Um, it hasn't been since... I, I looked it up. I knew it hadn't been, but we looked up exactly when. It hasn't been since 2010. And it went from there to Lincoln Center. And then last year, it was someplace I'd never even heard of. It's not even at Lincoln Center anymore. Oh, yeah. Spring Street something? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I can't believe I didn't know that. Not like I've ever been, but... When it happened, it was a big deal. Yeah. That it wasn't going to be at Bryant Park anymore. It was a really yeah. big deal. I think I kind of remember that now, but oh well. So Whitney is wearing all black, at least to the best of her abilities. Her shirt does have some gray on it, but she's wearing an adorable black leather motorcycle jacket and a really ugly headband. It was unfortunate. It, it was a headband I probably had in second grade it looks like a scrunchie but it goes across her it's firm but it looks like the fabric on top is scrunched like a scrunchie and it's black and gold it's just it's not cute so then they're talking to sass and bide 
about their show and these pants come back up. And this is where um, Kelly Catrone says to Whitney, I hear you were helpful with the leggings pants conundrum. And Whitney says something. And I don't know whether it was Whitney who said this or someone who was slightly off camera. They say, oh, is the butt showing? Question mark. So what I think was happening is that the leggings had some sheerness to them. Oh, and in the lights. In the lights. And they couldn't decide if it was sexy to kind of show it with the shorter shirt and leave some ass out or whether they should pair it with a longer shirt. And Whitney was saying anyone who wears those leggings would show that. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. And they do, there some runway shows are like nudity. Oh, totally, yeah. So it makes sense. Yeah, I think they sense. were wondering how cheeky they should be with their leather pants. Literally. Yeah, exactly. So I felt like a detective there. And we see two women from Kel on Earth, Robin and Emily. Mm-hmm. Love it. One of my favorite scenes in Kel on Earth is when they all get drunk at the bar downstairs and they pick up that waiter. <laughs> He's it's a cute. good one. Yep. Um, so then as the show is starting and they're kind of walking Whitney through the like telecom system or whatever, and you see Kelly in the booth, you know, the models get out of order and there's this sudden panic and nobody knows what to do and everything goes fine. Um, yeah, I wrote, models are out of order. It's the end of the world. Yeah. It's so stupid. I mean, I, this is my problem and why I'm kind of in the wrong business because all of this makes me giggle. It's like, who gives two shits if you see this pair of pants before you see this dress? Like it really, in the grand scheme of things, who gives a fuck? And no one sitting in the audience is going to know anyway. Well, it's also a collection. Yeah. There should be cohesiveness in all the pieces. So it doesn't matter. And it actually seemed fake. Oh, a thousand percent fake. I think one model wasn't standing where she was supposed to and they yelled at her. It's a thousand percent fake because later on, Kelly congratulates Whitney on a job well done. And if it had been a problem, we all know Kelly, she would not have congratulated her. She would have eviscerated her. So it was, it was nothing. Right. So after the show, Kelly tells Whitney that she really, the designers really appreciate her point of view. And when she gets back to LA, they're going to expect big things from her. Woohoo. Yep. Way to go, Whit. You invented pants. She invented pants. (laughs) Um, so then we are at Chez Ambiance and Heidi and Stephanie are painting the apartment. So my issue with this is that Heidi is now enjoying single life apparently so much that she's putting her personal stamp on the apartment. Plus it's this fucking third time that goddamn apartment has been painted in a year. Yeah. And no one paints under the bar unless you own the place. Just stop it. And the jellyfish tank is still there. Mm-hmm. Empty. Why would you keep a tank that doesn't have anything in it? I guess because it's cool looking. Is it? In a Davy Jones locker kind of way. So my question is... I'm sure is, it was crazy expensive. My question is... Do they even live there? They don't. No, I, I wonder if anybody lives there. I thought that What's-Her-Face lived there. Holly? Yeah. Why would Holly have that stupid jellyfish tank? Maybe they move in and out every time they film. I don't know. Because that was what we read. I mean, that was supposedly the thing, is that that actually was not their apartment, that it was Holly's apartment, and that's where they were filming. Like, that's what I think it said in the Us Weekly, that, like, all the online stuff about the 10th anniversary, the secrets revealed, was that that was Holly's apartment. It's so funny because they just keep it sparse as hell. It's almost like a staged house in real estate, but even less. There's just two couches, the coffee table, the TV, and that stupid jellyfish tank and the video games. 
Well, but to be fair, that also sounds like an early 20-somethings apartment. I know. But that's... They... Holly's living in a place that doesn't quite feel like hers. They're just paying Well, that's why I'm so confused, though. I mean, with the graffiti on the wall, like, I don't get it. Like, I don't get the whole... And I really wish that I could, like, attack someone who worked for the show and be like, explain this Holly thing to me. Because despite the fact that I've read it numerous places, it also doesn't seem to, to add up. No. So I'm very confused. I am, too. And I wonder... If that's just the building Holly lived in and MTV just like rented this other apartment that they filmed at and kind of beat the crap out of. Maybe. It's possible. It doesn't look like someone legitimately lives there. Yeah, it's possible. I don't know. That would also explain why they're never in the bedroom. So oddly enough, I meant to tell you, the 90210 podcast freaked out because there's a scene where someone is packing in the living room and they're just like, what is it with TV and people packing the living room? Yeah. No one packs in the living room. Yeah. It's true. I know. I think Dylan... Oh, and Dylan was packing, like, an old army duffel bag. In the living room? Yeah. So dumb. Yeah. So but also, dumb. who who carries one of those, even in the 90s? Oh, I knew people. Like, one of the six-foot-tall ones? Yep. Like, Popeye? Oh, yeah. Okay. All the punk rock people I knew back in the day. Well, Dylan McKay's not punk, though. Uh, he wanted to be. Yeah. I mean, I think that's how they were pattering his, pattering his character. Yeah. Bad. <laughs> Mad, bad, and dangerous, dangerous to, know. to know. Yep. Oh, man. So then Stephanie confesses to Heidi that she apologized to Lauren for yelling at her and that she does really want to stay out of their fight. Doesn't look very good to me. And how? How do you go from yelling at someone to a, in a club... When you hate my family, it makes me hate you. The next day, coming to your brother and your soon-to-be sister-in-law and, and reiterating brag. the same thing bragging about it yeah. and now you've done a total 180 like that doesn't make sense i don't know i don't get it and heidi doesn't really say anything heidi just kind of like nods and it's the end of the scene well heidi doesn't say anything but they click on her looking like morose and forlorn and like oh it's so dumb. although her hair looked amazing it her hair is this on is point. the best her hair game yeah. gets it really is this season is the best her hair is you're right so then we go to dinner with Lauren, Audrina, and Lo, and they're at a place called Lola's. And all of a sudden, Lauren and Stephanie are drinking the same Kool-Aid uh-huh. because Lauren has so much sympathy for Stephanie Pratt, and I don't get it. I don't get it. She says she's a nice girl. And Audrina says, why are you putting trust in her? And she said, I don't need to trust her, but she's a nice girl. Do you think it's possible that the producers came to Lauren and said, look, you refuse to let us show who you're actually dating. You refuse to let us show your real personal life. We need some story on this show. So if you're not going to let us show your real life, you're going to have to befriend, be friends with Stephanie. Like we need to like, we need some drama on this show. I'm sure. There's nothing about it that's real. So I think that it had to be it. it. I mean, that that had to be what's going on. Yeah. I think that's why they're out of the blue being so nice to each other. Yeah. Why the friendship isn't at all genuine. They, it, it is purely orchestrated. Yeah. But Lauren is laying it on really thick. Stephanie, really thick. It makes more sense for Stephanie to be the more pathetic person since she's the one who yelled and did all that stuff, I guess. But Lauren's being so nice in return. And it's just so unnatural. It is. I can't stand it. Um, now you need to talk about Lo. She's not wearing any makeup. No, she's not, you guys. And Audrina... I, and I don't want to be a hater, because I already was in private when we were watching it. 
I will be then. Okay. Um. So Lauren and Audrina look beautiful. They've obviously had their makeup done. Lauren's hair is pulled back again. It, yes, it is because she hates her new short haircut. Yep. And Lo has showed up to dinner with not a stitch of makeup on her face, and it really shows. Like it, she does not look great. So and I love Lo. I do too, and I admire people who leave the house without makeup. I'm one of them. I don't need. I don't need to wear makeup everywhere I go. I can't. Sometimes it just bothers my face, and I don't like it. I'm not on TV. I was going to say, like, not, in, in every day-to-day life, if I saw a bunch of girls out to dinner and one or two of them didn't have makeup on, I wouldn't even think twice. On TV, it is glaring. Yeah. It's well, glaring. Especially, so if I was going out to dinner with girlfriends and I knew that they were two girlfriends who get decked out, I probably wouldn't show up in a t-shirt and no makeup. But Lo dances to the beat of her own drummer. Yeah. A good honor, though. Yeah. I mean, she I'm kind s- of, she had the same... <laughs> <laughs> she had the same skin issues as Kelly Catrone in this episode. And Kelly Catrone was running on, what, 10 minutes of sleep in a month? Yeah. Yeah. And is 20 years her senior. Yes. Yeah. Oh, God. So then we have a brief moment at Bolt House, or rather outside Bolt House. And Heidi's outfit is interesting. I like it from the waist down. She looked good. Don't get me wrong. Her her hair is on point. She's wearing a white tank top with, I think, a baby blue tank top underneath it. Like a teal, yeah. Yeah. Boobs for days. Like, her figure looks great. Short black pencil? No, it's not. It was mini. It was, it was a short. It was mini, but it was also high-waisted. Yeah. And bare legs for miles... And the tallest shoes in the world. And you can actually hear the clack as she's walking because Mm -hmm. she's walking that timidly in them. So I think my first guess is that they're Prada or Louis Vuitton. They're sort of that Oxford-y saddle shoe heel that somebody did for a while. It may have been Prada. I think they're black and white, but they've got that, you know, kind of like stitching like Mm -hmm. um, Oxfords do. So... She's struggling walking down the street with this lunch to go bag. She looks pretty, but it's. I didn't like the top. It's a modern day pretty woman. Like if she didn't have a camera in front of her, someone would have pulled over and offered her money. For sure. Um, I love the skirt. Love the shoes. I didn't think it matched. But the top was too casual for that skirt. Yeah. If she had paired the whole thing with a white collared shirt, beautiful, perfect. Yeah. And she's got her big Chanel purse. And again, timeline-wise, it's allegedly supposed to be around January, and she's in a tank top. That's what I'm saying. They're messing with us bad. And then next week is Lauren's birthday. Yeah. yeah. We're, no, we're going to be up to some shit next week, I can tell. So the other thing I wondered if you noticed, as Heidi and Kimberly are walking down the street, did you notice that SBE has window awnings on the first floor? No. It almost looks like a retail store. They have black overhangs on each window that say SBE on them with the logo. Weird. I think they have a vent space in there. Oh, probably. Yeah. Yeah. It looked like a retail store. It was very odd. Yeah, they probably do. I mean, it would make sense for them to have an event space. Yeah, but I I was surprised I noticed it because we never see the side of the building. We only see the front. Yeah, true. (laughs) They went around the corner to... uh, (laughs) To get lunch. Yeah, what's that place they keep going to? Food Court LA. I think that's where they always go. Now we know where to look for a bolt house when we go to LA. <laughs> so then we go to Stephanie's apartment. The She Pratt Lair. The She Pratt Lair. I did write it down. Um, and my first notice about Stephanie's hair. 
okay. I forgot to mention this earlier um, when they were in class. Stephanie obviously has what we now know, naturally frizzy, wavy hair. Yep. And she has quite possibly in this episode throughout, from beginning to end, the worst hair game ever. Because in the beginning, she's overused the straightener. And, she and got it's those pin pieces poker stick- straight, like yeah. sticking out, like yeah. terrible. Yeah. Like she doesn't know like how to curl it down a little bit, so it's natural looking. And then she now has the I just got out of the shower and let my hair air dry look, which is not working for her. I can do that because my hair is thick and heavy and not frizzy. Yeah. But that's about it. It was a frizzy mess. Yeah. To be fair, I think the thing with the straightener, that was the look, right? I mean... Think about, like, Avril Lavigne and Ashley Simpson with their big, heavy bangs, but straightened to... But even that, like, hers were, like, ski-sloping off her head. Like, they should at least follow the form of your head shape. Hers were literally sticking straight out at (laughs) a 45-degree angle. It doesn't help that we saw her from the side under bright lights, and we could see all the hair sticking out straight. So, I hear you, but... Super straight was definitely... Oh, I super straight was definitely in for sure, but you could still do it so it looked... I mean, it looked unnatural. You shouldn't walk down the street and be like, oh, you straightened the fuck out of your hair. There are some people who still like that. It's horrible and stupid. I know. I know. There are people who are into it. They should stop it. I know. Oh, one of whom is Mariah fucking Carey. Yeah. Are you watching Mariah's World? I tried. So I'm assuming you didn't see the hair episode when they talk about how she had to fire her hairdresser. So I made it probably 10 minutes into episode one. And I just kind of, I, I didn't say it out loud because I was by myself, but it was just a, I'll come back to this. I wasn't ready. I, same thing for me. I watched the first episode and didn't pay that close attention. And I was on my phone and whatever. And I'm now caught up. It's not great. Um, the thing I think is interesting about it is they've really reworked history and that they're, because it was supposed to be better marriage. And now it's all about Daniel Tanaka or David Tanaka, whatever the fuck his name is. And it's making her look bad. Yeah. Because it looks like she was full on cheating on the fiance the whole time. I mean, so yeah. whatever. But there was a part in it about a hairdresser. They fired the hairdresser and there's a new hairdresser and she hates the new way that the hairdresser does her hair. And she does it herself one time to show her manager how she should like it. And it looks like this. Like shit. Like stick, stick, stick straight. <laughs> Not even a little bit of a bend on the ends. It looks awful. Yeah. And she's like, look, this is what I want my hair to look. This is how she knows how to do it. I'm like, you look like shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I saw, you know, the opening segment of the first episode is her with her own yacht and her fiance has his own yacht. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, her kids come upstairs and the way that they yelled mommy, it was like they hadn't seen her in weeks. And it just, something about it rubbed me the wrong way. And then she gets on the dinghy, which is basically just a smaller yacht to go ashore. And she's wearing shoes that you can't even move in. And as much as I admire people just giving into their high maintenance-ness and their wealth, it's so opposite to who I am as a person. I'm emotionally high maintenance, but physically not so much. <laughs> I can be out the door in five minutes anywhere I'm at. So watching it was just, I curled into myself and I wasn't ready. Oh, well, I mean, it's worth going back for a watch just only to see because kind of like the Hills, um, they're definitely rewriting history. And I would be curious to know how much of this was actually filmed after the fact, the stuff with her with Daniel Tanaka. Yeah. Cause she and, her fiance were together the whole time they filmed, I think. Yeah, because they were talking about pulling the show. Cause the What's whole the deal show... with Tanaka again? Okay, so that's she who she's dating now. One of her dancers. It's a backup dancer. Yeah, yeah, okay. And so it. in the show, after the first episode, it's all about her picking out a dress. Every episode since, it's all about her and him and how, like, he's being inappropriate. You yes. better watch out, guy. Right. And I'm like, I think all this was filmed after the fact. 
But anyway, I digress. I'm sorry. We've digressed several times this episode, but it's okay. We haven't seen each other for a week. We're catching up. So... For the final scene, we are back at Fidham. Fidham got so much promotion. Oh, no, no, we haven't talked about being in the lair. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. So we're at Stephanie. We didn't get past Stephanie's hair. <laughs> sorry. And she and Spencer are eating takeout. And Spencer, even though is his usual angry looking self, I have to say looks delicious to me. And I you just want from- to like <laughs> crawl into a warm bathtub with him. You went from six to midnight? Yeah, pretty much. Six to midnight <laughs> immediately. I just want to crawl in a bath with Spencer Pratt. Yeah. So then, I, I'm not commenting on that. And then <laughs> they have this conversation about how he can't trust Stephanie because now she's friendly with Lauren and she hangs out with Heidi and I I just don't care. Um, however, Stephanie squeaks out at, you're so lame. You're so homeless and so lame. <laughs> Which I thought was pretty amazing. Well, because I think they might kind of be homeless. We, where are they living? We don't even know. With Holly, he is kind of homeless and yeah. lame. It's bad. So then, I want to know how he even knows that she hangs out with Lauren. I guess she was stupid enough to tell him, but then in the next scene with Lauren, she's saying that she hasn't told him. Well, she told him they have a class together. Okay. And I think she may have told him that she apologized. Okay. Um, now, what I took away from their conversation... Was that he says you're you're having class with Lauren and you're going to clubs with Heidi? Yeah. When? What? The, what? <laughs> when is she going to clubs with Heidi? Right. I don't think Heidi goes to clubs. Right. So then there is another scene coming up where they do go to a club. Remember? Oh yeah, but I mean, like after the fact, like I don't. He's acting like they're out clubbing every night. I don't think Heidi goes out. I think this episode was a complete splice together pos. You think? Yes. I don't think like this a is... bridge episode that they put together later. Yep. Yeah, it would make sense. Mm-hmm. We'll have to investigate now from here on out, but that's what I think. So then Stephanie just kind of absorbs all of his mean comments about how he doesn't trust her. And she's like, well, I'm always here for you. I'm your sister. Um, okay. Yeah, whatever. You don't need to be nice to him for that. He wasn't very nice. And he's living on your couch. You're already doing him a solid, technically speaking. Yeah. Okay, sorry. So I misspoke. Now we're in our final scene at Fidham. Yep. And this was the biggest eye roll of the whole Lauren and Stephanie. <sighs> From the very first words, when Stephanie says that she's quit smoking. Because she can walk upstairs now. Yeah, and Lauren's like, good for you. Well, fuck you, Lauren. We all know you smoke when you drink. Because we've heard you the next day when you're like, hello, how's it going? <laughs> also, Stephanie walked up, what, four stairs? Yeah. It was basically from a lawn to like a, a walkway. Mm-hmm. And she says that she can walk upstairs now. And Lauren says, like, yeah, that whole cancer thing, not into it. And you'll live longer. Now I just have to stop going to the tanning bed. Woof. Yeah. (laughs) Straightener, tanning bed. Stephanie's one of those. She definitely has a navel piercing that dangles. I used to. Let's not make fun of this. (gasps) Did you really? I did. I sure did. It was a, I, I, I don't have pictures of it anywhere. Did it anywhere. have a Playboy bunny on the end? No. Okay, so the actual ring, <laughs> you know where it has a ball normally? Yes. Mine was a heart. Oh. And the dangling part was a little silver charm of um, Cocapelli. What? The little dancing guy. Yes, I know what a Cocapelli yeah, is. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that was during my very ill-fitted um, half-shirt face. That if you ever meet my friend Rachel, um, who is listening, she's a friend of the pod, hello Rachel, she will be happy to tell you all about. She calls it the dark summer. (laughs) 
want photographic evidence of this. Um, after we're done recording, I do have one picture of me in a, um, I think actually in that frame up there, I have a picture <laughs> of me in a half shirt. I will Maybe for our one year anniversary, we'll find pictures of us of our worst, like early 2000s look. Oh, well, this was the 90s oh, for okay. me. I was like 24. Because I definitely wore some like short shirts with funny sayings on them, even though I kind of had a belly and I shouldn't have been wearing a short anything. Um, I got real into prescription diet pills and lost a shit ton of weight. And so I just wanted to like be thin everywhere. Plus it was kind of in at the time. So yeah, I was constantly wearing half shirts. I had like a football jersey half shirt thing that I would wear a lot. With the belly ring? Why why a Coca Pelli? I don't know. I just liked it. (laughs) (laughs) So good. I can't wait to look at that. Okay. Well, again, we digress. Um, So then Lauren and Stephanie are sitting at the Fitum cafeteria. It's empty. But they're sitting in there next to a vending machine eating salad. And Stephanie says that she got a B on the test in their computer class. And Lauren congratulates her. Oh, I missed that part. Yeah. And Stephanie says, I'm going to put it on the fridge. And Lauren says, I think I, if I put my test on the fridge, Audrina would make fun of me. And Stephanie said, I don't have that problem. I live alone. And Lauren said, I thought you lived with your brother. Stephanie says, well, I'm trying to forget about that. And they have this nice little laugh again at Spencer's expense. Yeah. So Lauren says, you know what it is? He hates you for being a nice person. That's not what's happening. It's not. And I have to say that even though I do want to marry him, um, I don't frequently side with Spencer Pratt when it comes to these issues. I'm siding with Spencer but Pratt yeah, this time. I'm sorry. Like, Stephanie's crossing a line, and she's full-on being a backstabby, terrible sister. And... But also, why does Lauren think that Stephanie's a nice person? Where's that coming from? How do you know Stephanie's not double-crossing you at this very minute? I, I don't know. So then Stephanie, this is where Stephanie gets even worse, and says, yeah, with Spencer and Heidi, it is their word or nothing. What are you doing? <laughs> I don't blame the Pratts for being mad at her. It's no, terrible. I mean, that's the thing is she's just fucking full on stabbing them in the back. Right. And then Lauren says, I mean, are you even allowed to talk to me? And Stephanie, which is a valid question since yeah. Brody wasn't right. And so then Stephanie says, well, I can say that we're doing homework together or something, but when they find out it's not going to be pretty. And that's where the episode ends. Yeah. You wrote your own ticket stuff. Like, yeah. One. Well, no, Lauren is helping her along. What, you really like that girl that's ten times tackier than you and is related to Spencer? No, you don't. No, you don't. it's funny because I don't remember feeling this way when I watched it originally. Oh, I hated the fact that they made her friends with Stephanie. I felt like it was fake. I don't remember if I felt that way or not, but I definitely didn't feel like Lauren was being a bitch about it and that Stephanie was a backstabbing whore, which is how I feel about it now. Oh, I felt that way. If the episode The Night at the Opera had never happened and we had never seen Stephanie Pratt until today, it wouldn't have bothered me at all. Because I would have thought, oh, maybe Stephanie's nice. She's not. No, she's not. Yeah. So that's it. That's it. Um, okay, so then we have some scenes for the next, which is basically just Lauren's birthday. Which we and... know is February. Yeah. So we're going to have to see what's up. And there is some exciting uh, she-prat drama, we're led to believe. Yeah. Same old, same old. Same old, same old. Um, Okay, you guys. Well, thank you so much. And again, we loved hearing from all of you, and we'd love to hear from more of you. So hit us up on Twitter and Facebook and wherever, what have you. Um, And have a great week, and we'll see you in a week. Until next time. (sighs) 
And that's our episode. And you can find the podcast on social media, Instagram and Twitter at B. And if you have any comments or questions, you can email us at franklymarebe at gmail.com. You can find me personally on Instagram and Twitter at Nana's Mink. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Hey It's Mare B. Thank you all for listening. We appreciate it. We'd love it if you could go to iTunes and give us a star rating and review and please subscribe. Until next time.